0: the countdown is on. The brand new School of the Spirit.TV is launching soon. It's launching soon. The old look that you've been familiar with is going away. A whole new look, a whole new back end, all kinds of bells and whistles, all sorts of cool features. We've invested heavily to bring our content onto a platform that's going to really excite you. It's going to be hmm, so much easier. It's going to be motivating i mean we we have pulled out all the stops so i want you to get a taste of what the new platform is like before we launch it so go to schoolofthespirit.thinkific.com and you're going to find a free audio presentation with myself and robert henderson on healing from the courts of heaven it'll be up there for probably a few more days so grab it while you can if it's not there anymore i'm sorry But we're going to relaunch. I want you to just get a taste of it, how easy it is to navigate. Because when we launch, right before we launch, I'm going to send a special gift to all of you. Make sure that you're on my email list. Make sure you listen to the podcast. Anyway, today, I want to jump right in to a brand new podcast on rejection. So go ahead, listen in. Do you have rejection triggers? You might, and they might be so subtle that you don't even recognize them. I want you to listen in to part of my message from the series, Severing the Roots of Rejection, and it's called Discerning Rejection Triggers. Hang out after the message so I can pray for you. There's a, there's a, a story about King David, and there was a man named Ahithophel, or Ahithophel, Epithophel. Let's just call him Abe. Ahithophel. I've never been able to say that right. I even practiced it this morning. Let me reset my tongue. Let's call him Abe. And there was a man, he was an advisor to David. And the Bible says, if this guy Ahithophel, that, that we are, that he said that he is, um, he said when you go to inquire of Ahithophel, he said that it was as if you'd inquired and heard from the voice of God himself. That's how accurate this man was. I mean, he was known as the man. He never missed it. I mean, the Bible doesn't say that none of his words fell to the ground. The Bible doesn't say he's a prophet. But the Bible said, when you asked counsel of this dude, it was like you asked God himself and you got the very wisdom and counsel of God. That's intense. Well, one day, Absalom decides to forge an insurrection, and Ahithophel flipped sides. He turned on David, betrayed him, and stayed with his son, Absalom. And this was a bad situation because Ahithophel was was giving uh, Absalom all kind of great advice, and Absalom was following his advice every step of the way. And then one day he said to David, you know what you need to do? You need to get 12,000 men armed and send them after David right now because you can capture him. If you go tonight, you're going to get him. You're going to take David. You just take David alone, let the men live, and you will be celebrated in all of Israel as a just king. And so Absalom said, okay, well, uh, everybody agreed. The whole council, everybody agreed. And he said, well, you know, I don't know. Let's ask Hushai. Now, here's the thing. David had been praying, confuse Ahithophel's advice. Bring it to naught. So, I mean, it was unheard of that anybody would ask a second opinion after Ahithophel already gave you the answer. I mean, this is like the voice of God talking. But he called for Hushai, who was known as the king's friend. And so uh, Absalom brought Hushai in and they said, Oh, this is what Ahithophel says. Bring in the 12,000. And Hushai said, No, he's wrong this time. (gasps) Oh, can you imagine? This dude was never wrong. And Hushai had the, 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 the nerve to suggest that this man who was known widely as one who spoke for the counselor, he said he's wrong. He said this time he's got it wrong. You're going to wait. You're going to go tomorrow in the morning. And that was how David ended up escaping. But here's the thing. Look what happened next. Ahithophel, hit the fell. I got it right. Somebody else, listen, say it 10 times fast if you can. I tried this morning, couldn't do it. Ahithophel, hit the fell. Scripture tells us in 2 Samuel 17, verse 23, what happened was, it was the first time someone didn't listen to his advice. And I believe that voice of rejection that we've been talking about began to minister to him. I believe he got in his feelings. I believe that it triggered him. I believe there was already something within him. And here's the thing, sometimes you don't know what's in you until something triggers it. There's all these latent issues in your soul. If they're not healed, they will come up the absolute worst time. And here's Ahithophel. He is denied the place in the king's palace that he thought he was deserving. He was denied the place of counselor. And look what happened in 2 Kings seventeen twenty three. When Ahithophel, realized that his advice had not been followed, he saddled his donkey, went to his hometown, set his affairs in order, and hanged himself. Dude, really? Because you didn't take his advice? He hanged himself, he died there, and was buried in a family tomb. Now here's the thing, rejection triggered suicide. Do you see it? And rejection, if you look at the scientific studies and the statistics of suicide, rejection often triggers suicidal thoughts. And there have even been lots of cases where people who have a, such a stronghold of rejection, they actually kill themselves because they think nobody loves them, including God. It's not. worth living. Bam. And they commit suicide. Obviously. That was an extreme reaction. Most people with rejection are not going to kill themselves, but they do have triggers, and those triggers can be dangerous. They can be deadly to relationships. They can be deadly to your career. They can be deadly in a lot of ways. Remember, rejection is a voice of a demon that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You cannot have a spirit of rejection and live the abundant life that God died to give you. You can't you can't you can't submit to the spirit of rejection and submit to the Holy Spirit at the same time you can't and so today we're gonna to talk about these rejection triggers and some of you listen if you start manifesting just go with it don't even try to hold it back no don't try listen some of you gonna feel nauseous you know what get one of these buckets over here don't mess up my carpet but just go with it just go with it listen this is you're in you're a place where you can get free amen Tell your neighbor you're about to get free. Oh ba va so father help us today to press into truth that sets us free because you don't want us to walk around with all these triggers all these handles all these hooks where the enemy could just reel us in whenever he chooses begin to manifest through us ruin our relationships ruin our mindsets ruin our peace and our joy you died to set us free Christ came to set us free where the Holy Spirit is there is Liberty so I thank you Lord for the liberty in this house today in your kingdom and through this message with people all over the world watching in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So let's talk about what is a trigger. A trigger, listen to this, is something that sets off a memory tape or a flashback. It's like it happens in your subconscious and sometimes even in your unconscious. You might not discern even a thought. It's happening so fast, you're not even thinking about it. That's how fast it is, lightning fast you're not thinking about it it's not like it's not like you're even necessarily consciously aware of it that's how deep these roots go they go way down into the recesses of the soul so basically a trigger takes your mind all the way back to the event or the original trauma and pain and science says rejection can be triggered by any one of the five senses this is crazy that means something you smell can actually trigger rejection in you because it was the smell of the cologne of that guy that dumped you. It could be, you know, the way that somebody touches your arm could trigger you because it's the same way that your mother used to grab your arm when you were a child before she beat the crap out of you. Anything, a sound, a a song. You ever go in a restaurant? I used to go to this fish restaurant down in Hallandale Beach on, on A1A. And I, every time we would go in there, man, my mood shifted down. And I'm like, what is, I, like, there's something wrong with this atmosphere. And I realized it was the music. It was the music that was taking me back to an era that I no longer live in. But here's the thing. When those things trigger you, you got to know there's something going on somewhere and the Holy Spirit is trying to make us aware and alert of the ties that bind so that we can sever them. But if we're not aware of our triggers, we'll just keep walking around. Listen, everybody else is aware of your triggers. Let me just give you a newsflash. Everybody else is. You ever heard the, the, the saying, you know, well, they know how to push my buttons. Those are triggers. Those are triggers. Hate to tell you, it's a trigger. I know all y'all buttons. Shabbat shaka So everybody's triggers are not the same. What triggers you might be completely different than what triggers you, even if you have the same stronghold, right? Because it's based on experience. It's based on an event. It's based on something that happened that you might not even remember. That's where it's so deceptive. This might have happened in your mother's womb. Remember I taught you that? This might have happened when you were two years old. You do not remember anything in your natural mind, but it's still triggering you. We cannot ignore the triggers anymore. Tell your neighbor, don't ignore your triggers. (laughs) Shadabashi. So people react to triggers with an emotional intensity that sometimes doesn't make any sense to people around them. I mean, you wouldn't think, you know, all I did was say hello. And all of a sudden, now they're mad. Why? It was the tone of voice in which you said hello. Please, dear God, help me. Please deliver me from your rejection. (laughs) And so I always say, when something doesn't make sense, there's a devil in the mix somewhere. When something's unreasonable, there's a devil on the loose somewhere. But what I'm going to tell you today is, there may be a devil on the loose, but he's about to be a devil on the run. Amen? So what happens... Is a person with rejection may start to avoid that trigger so they don't have to re-experience that pain for example maybe they don't date anymore You ever heard of young girls or young men that say I'm not dating anymore I'm not dating anymore why because they got hurt or rejected so many times and they say I'm not going to put myself in that situation anymore I don't want that pain or how about this this is a popular one oh I'm not going back to church I'm gonna watch online church hurt I got too much church hurt Spiritual abuse. I'm not going to church because they don't want to be. But here's the thing. Listen to me. Avoiding your triggers doesn't make them go away. Removing yourself from people and isolating yourself so that you're not triggered. Listen, the devil can trigger you right there by yourself in your room. It's a memory tape that plays in your, sometimes your conscious mind, sometimes your unconscious mind. And so some people make excuses for their bad behavior. Let me just tell you something. Let me get in your face just a little bit. Let me get in that demon's face. Now I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to your demons. Shaba. <laughs> there you 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 don't have any excuse to act like a jerk. You may have a reason to act like a jerk. You may be very wounded and you'd be maybe acting like a jerk or acting angry or acting whatever because you're so hurt so you have a reason but it's not an excuse I believe you started to see something if you've got rejection issues I believe you identified with much of what I was saying and there's so much more and I want to pray for you right after this message hold on just another moment rejection is a personality thief rejection works to destroy your self esteem and your purpose rejection causes you to feel sorry for yourself and play the victim rejection leads you to reject other people before they reject you everybody faces rejection it's what you do with it that defines you the good news is you can reject the voice of rejection you can sever the roots of rejection. Jesus died to set you free from rejection. You don't have to suffer this torment. You can choose to press into the truth that sets you free. Get equipped to discern the roots of rejection. Break rejection cycles. Reject rejection mindsets. Heal rejection's damage and live a rejection-free life. Visit schoolofthespirit.tv/rejection and find freedom from rejection. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that we are accepted in the beloved, that you love us and perfect love Cast out rejection. Would you help us to begin to discern at a deeper level these triggers so we can deactivate them by your spirit, with your help, in Jesus' name. Listen, guys, highly recommend this series, Severing the Roots of Rejection. We have had so many testimonies from all over the world about people getting absolutely set free from rejection through applying the teaching at Severing the Roots of Rejection. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv slash rejection.